Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, welcome in. It's UAP time, the Unidentified Alien podcast. Stephen Diener right here. Karen Curtis over there. Hello. Karen, how are you? Well, I'm fine. Oh, good. That's nice. And so today... Nothing bugging me today. Ah, I see what you did there because today we are going to do uh, the bug problem in California. We have yeah. to address this bu- this uh, big uh, bug problem yeah. in California, Karen. They definitely have a problem with bugs. Oh, my gosh. So, yes, the... Uh, well... Not to give too much away here in the opening tease. My gosh, I think my microphone just broke. But not, not to give too much away here. But uh, the bug problem has to do with, we'll just call them praying mantis. What? The, the mantis beings. Oh, there's alien mantises. Yeah, this is uh, disturbing. So, And for whatever reason, all of it is happening in California. So hmm. we're going to get into that today. And you know what else I have to say before we get into all the fun, so to speak? Today... Right now, this episode that you're listening to is our 50th episode. No. Milestone. Wow. And we we just became a year old. Yeah, exactly. So I guess, you know, if you think about it, we're supposed to do one every week, but, you know, you miss some time here and there. We had a lot of missing time in the holiday and <laughs> this past month. We weren't I, abducted. We just had missing time. Yes, exactly. When I, I had COVID a few weeks ago, oh so that God. was a lot of fun. But this is our 50th episode, so I guess yay to us. <laughs> and thank you to everyone who's uh, gotten us this far. Because yes. listen, I'm all kidding aside. Before we get into our factoid here, because you know we always start off with our factoid. But if this wasn't consumed the way it has been by all of you, if it wasn't or made into one of the top, statistically speaking, podcasts in the world right now, <laughs> which is weird to say. Because of all of you who, who listen to this and who download it and take it in and enjoy it, if it wasn't for you, I honestly just would have stopped doing this. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it's it's really, it's a lot. It takes a lot of time to put this together every week. And if we were getting- Are you complaining? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we I'm actually saying, love doing this. Yes, we do. And, you know, probably I would have stopped maybe 20 episodes in. I thought, I would have thought, look, this is a lot of fun. We love doing it. But- Five, six hours every course. week of running of doing this and maybe ten people listening, it's not worth it. But I mean thousands and thousands, I mean literally upon thousands of, of downloads and listens every month, uh, because of you who who enjoy this show. So because of you we keep doing it and we've gotten to be to do fifty episodes of this, so thank you. Yay us. <laughs> and I think what contributes to the success of this is that there's a lot of talk about aliens and Space Force and the government, the Pentagon actually releasing videos. Mm-hmm. And that's what got us going yeah. on this because it became kind of like okay to talk about it. Yeah. You weren't like some weirdo. But like you said, Karen, with Space Force, this uh, I guess has to do with our factoid, right? This is quite the story and actually happened here in Florida. A Florida man. Yeah. Just hashtag Florida man and see what comes up. A lot of stories. Uh, <laughs> he's accused of stealing a truck. And attempting to break into a Space Force base. He says that <laughs> President Biden told him to steal the truck oh, no. and break into the base. Oh, boy. <laughs> 29-year-old Corey Johnson told authorities 
that he was at Patrick Space Force Base on behalf of the president. I don't think that's true. To warn <laughs> Space Force about, quote, U.S. aliens fighting with Chinese dragons, end quote. Oh, no. <laughs> and, of course, a Florida man, right? Has and to have a Florida connection. I got to tell you. We've covered a lot of pretty wild stories and claims from people, you know, witnesses or people who claim they've been abducted. But we've never even we've never heard that one. No. Aliens fighting Chinese dragons. That's that's, that's something that, yes, that's new to us. That uh, has eluded us in our research <laughs> over the year of doing this show. That's different. Yeah. It's not like it's fighting bugs. No, which no. Uh, we're going to get into here. So as we get into... Uh, the bug problem in California, Karen. What What is the bug problem that California has? Some look like an ant. Stick like legs, like bamboo. Okay, so that's a little description there. Stick like legs, like bamboo. Kind of looks like an ant. Okay, you hear a description there. You're going to hear from people who say that they have been abducted by these beings. And let me Ooh. also first say, um, to a little disclaimer here on this episode, it deserves a creepy... Warning, if we had like a, a rating of creepy. Big time creepy. I would say we put that on this one because we are discussing the so-called bug aliens and more commonly referred to as the mantis aliens or beings due to their resemblance to a giant humanoid-like praying mantis or like the description you heard there to start off like a big ant of some sort. Well, this isn't like the reptilians, nope. the greys, nope. the Venusians. Completely different. Different. Something that completely different than what we've covered before when it comes to a different species of alien that people say they've seen and, and, you know, come in contact with. So, yeah, like I said, creepy warning. Okay, now for reasons that we will explore here, all of these stories that take place within they all take place within the, the same vicinity surrounding Catalina Island. Oh, we had some other stories about that. We have. Yep. And that's right off of California's southwest coast. So think as like far as... San Diego, yeah. Yeah, like geography, you know, kind of out, oh, obviously, off the coast of California between, like, L.A. and San Diego. Um, there have been so many sightings in this area, it's actually considered to be an official USO ah. hotspot. So remember, USO, the difference between their UFO, USO... S, S is in Sam, not F is in Frank. That's correct. So unidentified, submerged, or submersible objects. There's different definitions that people use. But basically, UFO is underwater, to put it in you know easy terms. And just also for context, Karen, I wanted to say... Um, I actually came up with the idea for this episode a few weeks ago. I mentioned when I had COVID. I was laying in bed with a, a COVID-induced fever oh and, and body chills... So that's when this uh, thing kind of came into my head to do this episode. Huh. I started coming across all these facts and details. So I'm not sure if that makes this better or worse, <laughs> that that's how this popped into my head. But uh, believe it or not, these mantis beings actually connect us to something that we have covered extensively in the past, mm -hmm. USOs. And these USOs have been seen in various spots around the world. But the majority of sightings, for whatever reason, and actually we do have some theories that we're going to get into later in the show... They seem to happen off the coast of California in the Catalina Island area. Hmm. One such sighting was even caught on video by the U.S. Navy just a few years ago in 2019. Here's what that sounded like. Whoa, it's getting close. <laughs> yeah, we have 31 knots sustained wind outside. Whoa, splashed. Splashed. So funny because I look at everything in my life now. I'm out walking the dog in mm -hmm. the morning when it's dark 
and I'm looking up at the sky. I look at everything through the lens of this podcast. It's, I know. I, I it's changed that. my life. <laughs> well, that's good. It has. Hopefully for the better. No, it is. <laughs> that's good. It is because it it makes some of the little picky you and stuff in life really not that important. Yeah, I mean, when you start to look at the big picture, which yeah. is what we try to do on this, you know, on the show, is we look at the big picture a lot and think in universal aspects or even maybe multi universal aspects sometimes. That's right. And it's uh, you know it gets a little deep, a little heavy. But that footage there that you heard, that was filmed uh, from the USS Omaha, like we said, in 2019. And you hear them say splash. I mean, yeah. they're, they're watching this thing go into the water. So naturally, you would think that there's some type of wreckage. And again, this happened right off the coast of Catalina Island. So worth to mention that, again, all these stories that we're going to cover here today, for whatever reason, happened in that area. So the Navy did actually search for the wreckage. But oddly enough, nothing was found. Huh. So that leads us to a theory, Karen. Yes. That maybe it didn't crash at all because oh. they didn't find wreckage. It's possible that, you know, if something crashes, you don't find wreckage, right? I mean, right. that's happened before with plane crashes in, in the water. But. Right. I mean, you know, it's 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 happened. But, no, you know, they don't see any wreckage. They don't see any sign of a crash at all. Okay. Malaysia, that Malaysia flight. Exactly. It just disappeared. So maybe instead of crashing, this thing actually traveled through the water. Right. Underwater. Underwater. But yeah. to where? An underwater base, perhaps? That's huh. up to you to decide. But what you're going to hear from here are witnesses who not only believe just that, that there are underwater bases, but they say that they were abducted by the mantis beings in USOs and taken to these underwater bases. Wow. Yeah. You know, in every abduction, the abductee is extremely terrified. Yes. But these abductions, they seem to be even more is it possible to be even more horrified and I, frightened i caught that as well that really struck you listen me listen to their voices yeah no, you're right and you, you're going to hear their voices here because we have some regression uh hypnotherapy regression tapes that we're going to play for you it's uh it, it's startling it's actually kind of disturbing it so, is yeah we want to put that yeah. disclaimer out there there's it's some disturbing audio coming up for, for whatever reason they do sound more terrified than previous abduction like regression audio that we played before from like the grades and things like that so a lot to get to here with those our first story about this actually takes us back to 1987 when a man named paul nelson he was a child at the time we always talk about you know children experiencing abductions for whatever reason that like that's where it starts um he, that's where he experienced his first alien abduction. And for the sake of accuracy, Paul Nelson is not his real name. So if you start to go Google everything, or I can't find this guy. That's not his real name. Um, we don't know his real name. <laughs> he, that's he goes, fine. He goes by that because he wants to stay anonymous when basically his story is told. Um, but So we're going to call him Paul Nelson, even though it's not his real name. According to Paul, he was in the cabin of his parents' yacht when... It was docked off the coast of Catalina Island back in 1987. He was just sitting there reading some comic books with a friend. They were, you know, just hanging out. But that's when things, you know, they started to get strange. They had just gotten on the boat and boom, they were knocked unconscious. They're all alone. There's no parents or anything. Right. And then all of a sudden. Next thing they know, it's morning. So missing time. We're in a missing time situation. Boy, how often have we heard that, huh? Yeah. Missing time. That's always, always a common denominator with abduction stories, which is why you have these hypnotherapy regression sessions, because people, they can't remember. These abduction victims, they can't remember what happened. They, they see lights. They hear noises. Maybe they see, even see the alien beings themselves, and then the next thing they know, they're back in their bed. And they figure, well, what, what the heck just happened to right. me? <laughs> so they end up having to go through all these different sessions. So... 
Missing Time is a hallmark of abduction stories. So when you hear that, you know, okay, this might be something here. Now, the years went on as Paul tried to forget this terrifying event, but you know, how could you forget something like that? Because as he got older, he decided to confront this memory that he buried. Right. And he wanted to go through something that, you know, we've mentioned many times before, and I just mentioned it now, is hypnotic regression. And it, it actually really works. I've undergone it. You've done it, right? Yeah. That's with, right. With the famed Dr. Brian Weiss. And it's it's really, and it can, you can go back in this life, you can go back in a past life, so him going from adulthood back to childhood in one life is not that big of a deal. And you, you've done, not because you were abducted by aliens, no. but because it was more of like a study I think you were doing for the news, right? Yeah. For, I was a health reporter and I was doing, regression is lo- done to go into past lives to find out why you have ailments in this life. Interesting. Like say you drowned in a past life and you have a problem with, um, you don't want to go on boats or, you know, it's strange or you have a problem wearing uh, maybe you were strangled and you have a problem wearing tight collars, that type of thing. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I mean, you know, there's a lot of debate about past lives and everything. So not to get into that too much, but it's um, you went through it. So you experienced it. But during the session here with with Paul, uh, Paul Nelson, he, uh, well, detailed reportedly what happened to him. He saw what he described as praying mantis type knees. Large, huge, bulbous eyes, triangular-shaped head, you know, the claw-like hands. These are deathly scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. God. Yeah, those screams you heard there were dramatic effect, so that wasn't actual from a regression session or anything like that. But, I mean, just the description of the mantis beings themselves, how terrifying is that? I mean, think of a praying mantis, right? Just a normal praying mantis walking on a tree branch. But now he's six feet tall. And they're he's weird, coming at they're you. They're weird-looking bugs anyway. Right. Yeah. And so that's kind of what Paul Nelson, you know, was describing there, what he saw during his abduction as a child. And so it's kind of biblical because they're called praying mantises because yeah. they look like they're praying. Right, they have their hands together. And then you think of the end of time, the end of the world, and the locust infestation. Plagues. It's the same idea with these bugs, right? Interesting. In the Bible, right? I don't yeah, know, talking, because they're talking about that these mantis aliens could, they want to they kill us, is what they're saying. Well, I'm glad you say that, actually, Karen, because there's a reason I've known about the mantis, and I'm sure you have as well, you know, if, if you listen to the podcast, I'm sure this isn't your first rodeo with alien stories or theories and things like that, so I'm, I'm sure some of you have heard of mantis beings yourselves, and I've had the note for a long time, um... And I've been, I hate to use the word afraid, but maybe uncomfortable is the better word, of covering this subject because they're they're scary. They are. And, and people say that the accounts from people who have, you know, come in contact with these things or who have studied, you know, the idea, the the stories of these mantis beings, that they're actually malevolent creatures. They are. They're, they're mean. Like, like evil. SOBs. Evil. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I've been avoiding the topic. Of course, you know, aside from the, the fact that we're talking about giant walking bugs, so that's never <laughs> fun either. Shoot, I've never even watched Starship uh, Starship Troopers because of that reason. Oh God! Of the giant bug aliens. So, yeah, that's um, something I've been avoiding for you know all of the above. But that's what they say. Now, a story like this also got me thinking, Karen. Just ma- these mantis beings in general. Who are they? You know? Yeah. Or maybe better yet, what are they? They're actually said to come from the Andromeda Galaxy. Is one of the places that they come from. And like you said, you know these tall 
triangular heads. They look like praying mantises, which is why they call them mantis aliens or mantis beings, however you want to say it. And basically, and you'll hear in some accounts here, kind of bent on destroying the human race, according to the people who come in contact with them. And think about it, praying mantis, mm-hmm. like man bugs. Man bugs? Okay. They're praying man bugs. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming after you, Karen. Dido. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But it's also possible that they could be an answer. Okay, so we're going to go a little deep here, philosophical. Maybe they're an answer rather than a question, in that these are the beings that could be piloting the USOs that we've been uh. you know, spotted so frequently over the years in the Catalina area. Think about, just in general, the Tic Tac UFO, right. right? Which was a USO that was caught by the USS Nimitz back in 2004. We've mentioned it a million times and throughout our 50 episodes now. It is the video. It is the, the the holy grail of UFO videos that is used across the world when a news station talks about UFO sightings, UAP sightings. They show that video that was taken of the fighter pilots tracking this thing, and then it goes into the water. And that was off the coast of California, in the, in the San Diego area where the, where the Nimitz was. So is it possible that that was a mantis being piloting that Tic Tac UFO that, in that famous video? I mean, when you look at the big picture... It's a possible conclusion that starts to make sense. Yeah. Especially when you start to hear more of these stories, too. And actually, that takes us to our next one. Story of abduction uh, from a man named Rob Fullington. He detailed his account just last year, actually, in 2021. Um, And it sounds eerily similar to some of the the details that we've already heard from Paul Nelson and some of the things that we've been talking about here today. Yeah, and Paul Nelson's 1987 abduction. So now, fast forward. Is there anybody there with you? Yeah. I got a mantis. Heavens next, um, I started getting sick. Constant vomiting, maybe uh, blood sometimes. A really gnawing pain in my stomach. Gosh. What'd they do to him? Ah, it sounds terrible. I mean, maybe they laid eggs in him. Oh, no. That's what I I hope not. But I've never heard that before when it comes to an abduction. Where you have stomach pains, vomiting, Well, bleeding. sometimes they operate on them. They go in. They yeah. open their chest. One girl you're going to hear from, they yeah. opened her up. Oh, boy. Yeah, wait, just wait for that one. But you heard some of those descriptions there about how terrifying these particular encounters can be. I mean, and you heard him in his regression there. It's kind of hard to understand because you're speaking in a, you know, a sleepy tone, like a hypnotic tone. But you probably heard him there say mantis. They look like a mantis. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, those who say that they are victims of mantis abductions often have the same description of these emotionless and merciless creatures who treat them like lab experiments. Yeah. Which is interesting because if you think about, you know, like the greys, okay? Of course, we talk about them the most. They're probably the most talked about alien species in general. They're probably amongst us now. It's very possible. Um, Working in in the uh, Dulce base. Yep. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back to one of our first episodes. That's somewhere in the top five, I think, the Dulce base. Um, with Phil Schneider. Boy, what a story that oh, is. Oh, blew his fingers off. Yeah. And then he talked about it and died. So, spoiler alert. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. So, if you haven't heard that one, you can go back and listen. Um, but when it comes just, you know, different abduction stories that we've covered throughout this entire podcast, you when we talk about the greys and the regression sessions that we hear from people who are abducted by them, you never really hear about them being merciless or evil. Even you hear about experimentation. Actually, you hear more that they are not evil 
that they're not malevolent. That, right. You know, they don't seem to have, they seem to want to be there to protect us from ourselves. You, you, right, right. Like the There's, nuclear, they're, they're watching over our nuclear capabilities because they're afraid we're going to blow up the earth and the universe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and you've heard some of the different, you know, sessions of people who are abducted, supposedly uh, abducted by greys. And yes, they're scared in their sessions because they're seeing aliens as they're being, you know, hypnotized back to remember what happened to them. But a lot of times people are saying that they're they're talking to them. These aliens are talking to them. They're trying to converse with them in their own language sometimes, sometimes telepathically. Um, but yes, you know, of course, there have been experiments that the Greys have supposedly done in these stories that we've covered. Well, they take an egg or two and they make a new kid. We've got an yeah, episode know, hybrid on the hybrids. Yeah. We did a whole series on it. But for some reason, it doesn't it just feel different with these mantis yes. abductions, the way these people describe them as being... Main, main, main. And you're going to hear that even more here because the last encounter is... Um, it's just awful. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly, don't get me wrong. It is incredibly fascinating, okay, which is why we're, we're talking about it. But at the same time, it is terrible and full of horrifying details. This story takes us back to the good old days of 1992. Oh, my goodness. Good year. Love the 90s. Me too, I'm a, I'm a 90s kid. Me too. Yes. And well, I was a 90s adult. Well, that's but... fine, though. We all love the 90s. This story involves a woman named Kim Carlsberg. And in this night, or on this night, I should say, in 1992, she was walking on the beaches of Malibu, as one would who lives in Southern sure. California. And that's when things went horribly wrong for her. Now, what you're about to hear is some of her regression sessions and taken from her uh, hypnotherapist who was playing them on her behalf because Kim doesn't really like to actually do interviews from what, from what they I say. I don't blame her. Um, so this is, it's, it evolves. You're going to hear a lot of different clips and it gets more and more disturbing. So here's uh, some, of, some of the details here as we begin Kim Carlsberg's story. I'm on a beach walking. Over the water, it's far away, but then on top of me, huge, bright. And it scared her. I mean, she was terrified. And then blackout. Right there in front of her, and then she kind of blacks out. Yeah, and she didn't know what it was. Yeah. Mm. And you, so the first voice you heard there was Kim in her regression session tapes um, that her hypnotherapist was playing there. And the last voice you heard was her uh, hypnotherapist talking about those sessions and what Kim was experiencing. And if it's a little hard to understand, again, when you're listening to these re uh, regression sessions, because it's like talking in your sleep. Yeah, because it's not real time. It's looking back. Right. And so if you didn't understand some of it, she was talking. She said she was walking on the beach. She saw the bright lights. You and know, it got really big and bright. That's right. And then all of a sudden, you know, she has this missing time. Uh, you know, you're, you're in your bed. And also, just for reference, Kim's uh, hypnotherapist has been in the field for over 30 years. She specializes actually in treating people who say they've been abducted by aliens. Ah, interesting. Like that's, that's her thing. We should get her on the show. That would be great, actually, if we could. <laughs> so, she, But she does have a lot of experience, and she's made a career out of, you know, trying to help people who say that they've had these uh, experiences. Now, after the blackout, the next thing that Kim remembered was being back in her bed that night, okay? 
which is a normal abduction story. You so she's on the beach, bed. right? And then she's in her bed, and then all of she a sudden she doesn't she's know in her how bed. she gets there. Exactly, but that's where she picks up the story. And just a warning again: <laughs> what you're going to start to hear is it's it's pretty disturbing. But this is again is uh, Kim in her own words during her regression session with her therapist. I'm in bed, so tired after midnight, and I fall asleep. But then when I wake up and I'm not in my bed, it's a giant room, and the walls are wet. I'm not alone. I'm, I'm scared. There's creatures staring at me. Like a bug, a walking stick with a huge head. The eyes listen. It comes closer. It touches me. Was Kim abducted by mantis aliens? Nothing did it for the mantis. Woof. Lord. So, wow. Um, you heard her say that. Bug. She describes the mantis aliens the way, same way from the other descriptions. And what I find, one of the things I find interesting, different time frames, right? We always talk about That's right. whether it's ancient times versus now, whatever. There's always some type of different time frame. We go 1987, 1992, But I don't think time matters in the universe. I think we're like obsessed with time on Earth. Sure. But when you take away time, you know, like when you die, I think just time stops and... You know, your soul just... It's all the same. It's all the same. Right. It's like, we look at it as linear. Right. But not, yeah, but exactly. Uh, but it's, what's interesting, though, is that even with, you know, just in the sense of time, whether it's 1987, 1992, 2021, the descriptions from different victims, so to speak, stay the same. And we can assume, we don't know for sure, that they don't have contact with each other. They haven't shared, swapped stories, come up with this elaborate plan to all lie together about stories that are, you know, 30 years old or more. Now, you can be a skeptic and say, yeah, this is one big elaborate ruse, but that's up to you, and that's what we do. We always give you the details oh, you and you make up to your it. mind. Yeah, figure it out. But for me, I find it intriguing when you start to connect the dots that it's all different time frames, it's all different people, and they have the same description why is that well and when you're regressed you don't know where you're going to go you don't know what's going to come mm. out of your mouth just from my experience and so when the same thing comes out of different people's mouths in regression right. yes that's that's a telltale that's sign that's a good point that's, yeah. that's a good point and you also just to pick up on something that kim said there on that clip she said she was in like you know i guess she described it as kind of like a cave she said the walls were wet yeah so that tells me if you're trying to kind of piece things together, then this is just my thought process. Sounds like she's in an underwater base. If anybody's ever been in a cave, then or have gone cave diving or anything like that, you or know, like it's a, dark. It's it's kind of bleak. It's a little wet sometimes because you have the water coming down. Yeah, exactly. Or a mud wasp nest. Yes. You know. Yeah. I don't know. You know, speaking of bugs, right? Right. But it sounds like to me that she's in some type of underwater cave okay. base, whatever you want to call it. And I wish things got better for poor Kim, but unfortunately, um, her terror just was beginning again. This is not easy to listen to, but here you go. It, it puts tubes in me, hoping, and then they flay me like, like a lab rat. It opens me, my skull, my chest, causing me to open. Oh, gosh. 
So based on Kim's horrific description, is it possible that she was abducted by the alien species known as the mantis? This one is a praying mantis type being, approximately seven foot tall, extremely smart, articulate, very manipulative. It's described as horrible, evil. I dated that guy. The most curious <laughs> of extraterrestrial races are mantis beings. They have been seen in many abduction scenarios. The mantis beings are bipedal. They stand upright. They have three pronged fingers and feet. And their language pretty much is a series of clicks. But they are also telepathic. They primarily come from Andromeda, Orion, and the Sombrero Galaxy. But they actually far reach out into the universe to places that we don't even know uh, exist. Oh, a lot there to unpack. I'm bipedal. <laughs> Congratulations. A lot, so, yeah, a lot to uh, unpack there. I guess that's what they sound like reportedly. I um, Quoting here. Obviously, first, we're talking about Kim's description there of her abduction. Not to relive it, but just some of the things that she said, filleting her like a lab rat, she mentioned. I wonder if she has scars on her physical being. It does make you wonder, but, you know, uh, like a lot of these other witnesses or victims, however you want to refer to them as, uh, they like to stay anonymous. And they don't do interviews other than with their hypnotherapists or therapists in general. Yeah, but we had the one guy that had the sensor in his leg. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's obviously all different types of cases. But my gosh, this one just sounds absolutely yeah. awful. Yeah. And we've covered a lot of abduction cases, a lot of experimentation cases. This, to me, is the worst that we've ever talked about. The, the most terrifying, the most bone-chilling uh, the most gross, quite honestly, and I hate to put it so, you know, wow, simply like that. Yeah. But you're talking about the seven-foot praying mantis being filleting this poor woman, poking and prodding her organs, as she put it. It's disgusting, which is why I, I tried to avoid talking about this. But that said, I also felt it was important. Again, I don't know if it was the COVID-induced fever and body chills that maybe decide to kind of, you know, cover this extensively. But it's... It's, it's, it's a, you know, it's an important subject. It's something that I felt we shouldn't leave out anymore. And I figured, well, let me face my fear and we'll do this for our 50th episode. Why not? There aren't any spider aliens, are there? Because that, that would put me of. over the edge. I will never do this show again if there are spider aliens. <laughs> I will re retire That's right like now. That's like on Stranger Things, right? Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Yeah, no thank you on the spider aliens, but... You know, again, you can see why I've kind of tried to avoid some of this because I know the stories involving Mantis are not good. And, well, you heard those there. But I think it leaves a lot of questions, too. And, and we're going to do something a little bit different here, Karen. Yeah. If you're okay with that. Yeah. We'll switch things up. Fine. Because if you're familiar with the show, you know that we normally wrap things up after the third and final story, right? That said, I don't know about you, but I still have a lot of questions. And I, I feel like we should debrief here a little bit more and actually... Go over some like questions, even theories, and, well, some more information. Maybe we can try to tie this all together because what I find fascinating, too, we talked about the area of Catalina Island, right? All these stories seem to happen around this area of Catalina in southwest California. Again, right off the coast there between Los Angeles and, and San Diego, roughly. And what's interesting, though, in this area, there is a mile-deep trench uh. called the Fallon Trench. 
And all these stories not only happen around the same area of Catalina and Southern California, but they happen around this trench. And if we're talking about USOs, again, you know, unidentified submerged or submersible objects, don't you think a mile deep trench would be a pretty good place for them to hide and possibly have underwater bases? Yeah. I mean, you think about it that way. And how about this? All of these stories that we've spoken about and more, because there's other sightings. These are There's more than three. There's been sightings reported from boaters seeing lights in the water in this area. Many sightings, actually, of boaters who have reported lights under the water and even seen sometimes the craft coming up from out of the water. There's you know, been sightings from boaters saying that. I just looked up because I know San Diego is like a major military area. Is, yeah. You have North Island Naval Air Station. Mm-hmm. You have MCAS Miramar. Mm-hmm. I guess that's for Top Gun, right? Yes, that's You have right. Naval Base San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot going on there. There is. And, and I know they have destroyers and cruisers and sure. ships. They have planes. Yep. They have all kinds of stuff. And when you kind of put all, that all together, Karen, when you realize that all these sightings that we're talking about, all these encounters that we did mention, they all happen within a dozen miles of each other. Yeah. This is a cluster. This is a cluster of sightings and abduction encounters reportedly in the same area within 12 miles of each other. Right. That's unbelievable. Over and time. Over time. Right, exactly. And there's actually video from that and I didn't even bring this up, but since we're talking about, you know, throughout the years, 1966, there's a video from 1966. Wait a minute, video maybe yes. film. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, You're such a young, yes, that's right, young lad. There's digital video from 1966, yeah, yeah. right. Film from 1966 showing a UAP, a UFO, flying over you know mountains of of Southern California. There you go. In that same area though of Catalina Island. So this has been going on for a long time. Basically, since people were started documenting these things, they've seen sightings of this stuff happening within this cluster of 12 miles around this trench that's a mile deep. So what does that all mean? <laughs> and what is with the trench? Did Have we sent any kind of submarine down there? Well, not that I know of. Not that it's been reported. It makes you wonder, though, doesn't it? What kind of... Do we have some type of secret investigations going on? Because what's down there? Is it bases? If so, if these mantis beings have bases down there, how long have they been there? Do they predate civilization? Yeah. I, you know, I mean, these are questions I think, that I think I think these asking. dudes have been around a while. And they're looking at us like, God, <laughs> what are you How doing? How primitive. Right. You, you, you peons, you. But it's, I guess it's worth asking or even, I'll go one step further, Karen. Okay. What if there's portals down there? Oh. We've talked about stargates and portals before, right? There's supposedly, of course, uh, to those in the, you know, according to those in the know, former CAA agents that we've spoken about in previous episodes, you could always go back and look at the, listen like, to the You mean like a gate? Yeah, like a stargate or a portal, a gateway. You know, they say that there's one in Alaska, Hawaii, in the Middle East. You walk in one and then you're like in Alaska and you come out in California or something like that. Yeah, so, you know, these these different accounts of portals. I think we did portals and stargates back somewhere in the 20s. Yeah. So you can always go back and listen wherever you get podcasts, you know, Apple and Spotify, 850WFTL.com. All of our episodes are still there as well. Um, Amazon. Uh, music, I think, as yeah. well as our podcasts are there. I don't think we show up on Google 
Uh, was, was it Google Podcasts? I don't know. We have to try to get that fixed. I've been told by uh, some listeners that we're not there for whatever reason. But you can find us everywhere else and find all the previous episodes where we did talk about portals. So maybe those are down there. Maybe that's how these mantis beings are getting around. I don't know. It's a mile-long trench that's unexplored. Yeah. So it could be anything, I guess, right? It's not the Marianas Trench. No. Though. No, that one is a different part. I forget where the Mariana Trench is. Mariana, yeah. Yeah, that's seven miles deep, so oh, they say. Oh, gosh. Um, but here's another thing that I found to be interesting. Actually, in connection to what you were saying, Karen, about yeah. the bases around there, there's a naval base called San Clemente. Ah. And it's right to the south of all these reported sightings on the island there. So that's another base. Add that to the list. Interesting. Of bases and military activity that take place within that area that we're talking about of all these things happening. So what about magnetism? We've spoken a lot about magnetism before in the past, whether it was Tesla or, you know, different ley lines on the earth. Used for propulsion as well. Right, exactly. So there was actually uh, investigators who dove maybe about 50 feet in this area off of Catalina Island. And they wanted to test the magnetism in this area to figure out why are we getting these different readings? Because if you actually, if you look at a topographical map, I guess you can say uh, infrared map, you'll notice just from looking at this map that there's literally a hot spot. Like it comes up bright red off of, I think, the southwest coast of Catalina Island oh. where it shows a huge amount of magnetism. Interesting. And we don't know why. So they did a little, literally a deep dive. Is it the- in the trench? Yes, oh. yes, it's right over the trench. So, oh my gosh! They didn't. They now they didn't go a mile down. It's a free dive, but they went about fifty feet. And these these investigators found that when they went down there, their compasses spun around a lot. Ah, so much so that it's completely unexplainable. So why is that? Because that's like the the Bermuda Triangle, same yes, thing. Yes, exactly. So, what was it about the compass that that really kind of caught them off guard? The fact that it moved at 45 degrees. So what does that mean? Why is that important, 45 degrees? Well, to put that in context, natural anomalies spin a compass 5 degrees. Okay. Okay? The biggest natural anomaly is a 50 billion ton iron deposit in Russia. (laughs) That moves a compass 15 degrees. Not, oh. Okay? How about a lightning strike? That's natural. 18 degrees. I didn't know lightning moved a compass. It does, actually. That's interesting. It's interesting, right? And you know that a compass is what interested Einstein into becoming, you know, the brain that he was. He he was fascinated by how it would move. Right. And show true north. Right. Yeah. And, and, and in different instances. So lightning strike is your highest uh, occurrence, basically, of natural magnetism that would move a compass. 18 degrees. A lightning strike, 1.21 gigawatts, as oh. Doc Brown would say in Back to the Future. <laughs> so when you put that in context and you compare it to the compass that the free divers had in there, they go down about 50 feet over this mile-deep trench off of Catalina, spins it 45 degrees? Huh. What is doing that? Yes. I mean, and, Why and, haven't we heard about this? Where did you get this? Secrets. Oh my! I have God. my secret sources. This is so cool. <laughs> but it's true. I'm not making any of this up. No. And that's what we always do here. We give you the details. You can look it up yourself, and you can decide for yourself. I'm just letting you know what's out there. Okay. And the fact is that it's an incredible amount, an unexplainable amount of magnetism that shifts the compass 45 degrees, 
and no one knows why. Maybe that's what allows the USOs to go from being airborne yes. and allows them to go into the water and then travel you know, from one yes. medium to another. Very, exactly what I was thinking. And it could also keep them hidden. Right. Because right. how much does that mess up radar? How much does that yes, mess up tracking right, tools? Right. Oh my gosh. Total scramble. All things to consider. Yes. Oh, I love it. I'm out of breath. <laughs> you should be. You did a good job. Oh, we, well, we, we do you it know, together. We, do. we work together. And hopefully you all enjoyed it as we always hope you enjoy all the episodes here on UAP. Be sure to keep uh, following the show, downloading, subscribing, wherever you get podcasts. Also, at 850WFTL.com. And if you have a sighting of your own, yeah. share it with us. Yes, feel free. We actually had someone reach out to us, one of our listeners on Twitter, because you can do that as well. We're always checking the messages on Twitter, at uh, UAPodcast850. Or hell, email me, KarenCurtisRadio at gmail.com. There you go. You Karen can, Curtis Radio. You can be pen pals with, yeah. with Karen. Just send me if you had a, a weird experience and you want to share it. And you don't have to use your real name. No, 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 no. I mean, think of all the aliases we talked about here today on just this episode. So, But yeah, if you have something, you know, for real. That you experienced, you know, no jokes or misguidance because we don't want to give anybody fake stories. So don't give us any fake stories. Yeah, no. So, yeah, if you have something that's happening in your own life, we're happy to bring it up. But we had, you know, we've had people reach out to us on Twitter and um, and say, oh, you should cover this or that. And we are going to. If you give us uh, suggestions, we do listen. And actually, one suggestion we got, I love it. Um, it's something that I've had on my notes for a while and we haven't covered yet, so I'm not going to give that away what it oh, is. what is it? Oh, no, no, Oh, my no, gosh. No, 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 you have to wait. <laughs> when we get there, I'll let you know that that's what I was referring to. But, you know, keep, look, give us some, those messages at UA Podcast 850 on Twitter, Karen's email address she just gave you. And most of all, thank you again for getting us to, to 50 episodes. With, wherever you are on the planet, we appreciate you listening. That's right. And... Maybe even within the universe. Yeah, you never know. Or the multiverse. <laughs> you never you never know. But thank you again. And again, you know, go on there. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcast, continue to download, subscribe, and enjoy the show. Give us five extraterrestrial stars. Yes, please, if you don't mind. But yeah. also an honest rating. Yeah, we appreciate whatever. those. But thank you all again for listening, for enjoying the show. We'll do it again next time, next week, when we talk about... Karen doesn't even know this yet, actually, no, Karen. We're no. going to do... Pre-flight, pre-Wright Brothers, sightings oh, and I, encounters. Oh, I thought it was it meant like they were on the tarmac waiting to take <laughs> off. <laughs> they the waiting in, in the pattern. No, we're talking. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Uh, exactly. So sightings and encounters before 1903. Oh, That's what we're going to be exploring cool. next week. Because how do you explain that? It's not going to be a secret military experiment if the technology didn't exist yet. So we're going to cover some of those things next time on UAP. You can... Keep your eye out for that next week on episode 51. But until then, it's Karen Curtis there, Stephen Diener here. We'll talk to you again next time. Have a good one.